2: Let's talk way too early sleepers for 2023 next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to FFT in Five. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Hazer, and we are going to be talking about some way too early sleepers for the 2023 season. And look, free agency hasn't even started yet. We got about four weeks until that officially begins, and that's going to change everything. And Adam, I don't know about you, but what I've noticed when we've done these mock drafts so far in the last few weeks is you hit a point where it's really hard to find players you actually like. And that's because we're talking about going from, you know, usually we're able to talk ourselves into rookies or guys lower on the depth chart who are going to turn into stars. And they always do. We know that, (laughs) Um, but like, because free agency hasn't happened because the draft hasn't happened, we're dealing with, you know, the guys we saw last year who didn't turn into stars, let lower on the depth chart or, or the guys who were, you know, were not able to force their way up the depth chart. And I think of a guy like AJ Dillon who had some real breakout potential and was fine this season, certainly had a bigger role than he did the previous years, but Aaron Jones was still there. He was someone who you might've been able to consider a breakout candidate for 2023. We learned on Friday morning that Aaron Jones restructured his deal. He will be in green Bay for the 2023 season kind of torpedoes. The, the AJ Dillon breakout hype, right?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this uh, about A.J. Dillon. He had 10 carries inside the five-yard line. Aaron Jones had two. So they at least A.J. Dillon does have that. But since we are talking about sleepers, Aaron Jones in the draft that we did on Monday went in the fourth round, I think the first pick of the fourth round. That's almost sleeper territory for Aaron Jones. Uh, he wasn't really that great last year. He only scored two rushing touchdowns. He did catch five touchdowns. But uh, you could see a, a scenario where he's one of the focal points of the offense again, catches more passes maybe and scores more touchdowns, and he was RB11 per game. So if you start talking about round four for Aaron Jones, I yeah. think then you start talking about really good value.
2: Of course, when we talk about sleepers, we're not talking about round four, generally speaking. We're talking way later. So let's talk about some of those uh, early sleeper candidates for 2023. Adam, hit me with a couple.
1: So I'll go with a couple of Buffalo Bills, James Cook and Gabe Davis. They went in right around the 6-7 turn in uh, the, la- the draft that we just did. Devin Singletary is a free agent. Cook, I'm a little skeptical of any Bills running back really being fantasy relevant, but at least he showed us some really good things. He might be the most dynamic running back that they've had in a long time there. Um, I'd like to see them throw the ball to him more, but Gabe Davis is one I'm really more interested in. Call him a bounce-back sleeper. People will be down on him because of the season that he just had. It was disappointing for sure. I think that the Josh Allen elbow injury was a major factor in the lower numbers for Gabe Davis, and I think you can see the boom potential in Gabe Davis when Josh Allen is actually airing the ball out, throwing the ball downfield, which he really wasn't doing for about seven weeks there. And I'll just give you three more real quick. Uh, you'll probably agree with some of them. I hope anyway, Khalil Herbert in round eight, sure. he's, he's just been better than David Montgomery, in my opinion. So uh, at least as a rusher. So I'd like to see an opportunity there for Khalil Herbert. And then two wide receivers went round 10, both play out of the slot, both play out of offenses that were very good for the slot last year. One of them will have a new coordinator, but Wandale Robinson and Rondale Moore. Wondale and Rondale uh, in the 10th round. That's great value for two still very young receivers who have shown some productivity, especially Rondale Moore. Uh, we don't expect DeAndre Hopkins necessarily to be there, at least we think there's a good chance he won't be there. So, Wandale, Robinson, Rondale Moore in round 10, very good values. Yeah, Khalil Herbert's
2: a, a good example of how free agency is likely to change players' values dramatically because, you know, he went in the 8th round. If Dave Montgomery signs somewhere else and the Bears don't make a significant addition to their running back room... Herbert's probably going to be someone we're talking about in the fourth or fifth round with, you know, how much they run the ball, how efficient he's been in that offense. So I do think that there is a chance that, you know, his value goes way, way up, but there's also a chance that they re sign Montgomery and he probably stays in that eighth round range. I've got a couple, not sure if Trey Lance is going to be a starter for the San Francisco 49ers or for anybody for that matter in 2023, because they might opt to bring Brock Purdy back as the starter and keep Trey Lance. That seems like the likeliest outcome at this point. But I still remain infatuated with the potential of Trey Lance to be a Jalen Hurts-type contributor for fantasy football. I mean, you look at what he's done. We've only seen him in you know three full games, basically. I think he might have left one of those with an injury, actually. But you know, injuries have been a big issue for him. But 37 rush attempts in three games. He's got that awesome supporting cast. Great coaching staff in San Francisco. If he gets the opportunity to be the starter for the 49ers in 2023... I think like it sets up very similarly to what we just saw for Jalen Hurts. He might not be that good, but I mean, as a prospect, he was certainly more highly regarded. And I'll go ahead and throw out a couple of big play wide receivers similar to Gabe Davis, just not as proven. Uh, Rashid Shaheed from the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, we don't know who the quarterback for the Saints is going to be next season, but you know, if it's Jameis Winston, who is technically the only quarterback under contract for them. You know, that's a, a situation where Rashid Shaheed showed the big playability last year with Andy Dalton. I could see him having a breakout with, uh, you know, a Jameis Winston type 1,100 yard pace over the final five games. He does need to earn more targets, 4.6 targets per game over that five game stretch. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has had real flashes, had an 18% target share. With Deshaun Watson. Watson just wasn't very good last season. I think we all expect Watson to be better with a full offseason, full training camp to prepare. And, you know, I do think Donovan Peoples Jones still has some of that Will Fuller in tech in Houston type of potential in this Cleveland offense as, you know, the clear number two, but a big play guy who could put up some numbers. So Rasheed Shaheed, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Trey Lance, those are all going to be. You know, double digit round picks uh, for most of the offseason, I would bet, but there's definitely some sleeper potential there. And we'll have more. We'll talk about some breakouts next week with Adam right here on FFT5. We'll see you then.
0: Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle